So a Doug Ford win on June 7th would not just be a game changer for Ontario, but it would signal a big change to the federal Liberals' national climate policy. Because Ford has declared he will not be running on a carbon tax. He will not make that a focal point at all because he's a pocketbook issue kind of politician. The guy who runs, you know, retail pocketbook kind of issues. Patrick Brown struggled in this area. He angered the base by implementing carbon pricing. That's what they call it. But it is a tax. And strategically, I think a lot of people say it's smart because it takes the issue off the table for the opposition to attack. Ford will not. And he will not cater to the media or the elites, as he calls them, uh, to go along and get along. And while Kathleen Wynne will try to convince us that climate change is bringing us to the brink of extinction, Ford will argue that there are bigger priorities, especially for Ontarians who have been bled dry by the green energy ideology that has made everyday life incredibly unaffordable. But it certainly will be a game changer that Ottawa and the federal cousins of the provincial liberals have got to be watching very closely. Let's bring in Professor Ross McKittrick. He is a University of Guelph professor and he specializes in Canadian economics and environmental economics especially. Professor, is Doug Ford a game changer when it comes to the whole climate, you know, pollution, climate tax, climate, you know, pricing argument and debate? Well, I think so, because I've heard him say things that um, I think other politicians believe, but they just haven't been willing to say in a media interview, which Mm -hmm. is that uh, when he goes door to door, he just doesn't hear people raising this issue all that much, and he thinks it's a secondary concern, and that his priority is going to be uh, economic issues. Uh, I think that's a very reasonable position, by the way, for someone to take, and it's... it's, uh, quite within the mainstream of scientific and economic thinking, but it's not within the typical Canadian political discourse, which has been driven by people with more extreme positions on this issue. Yeah, it was one of those things that got Patrick Brown into trouble because the base hated this policy. But in order to beat the media game and uh, avoid wedge issues, you know, it went into the platform, um, you know, and strategically it was smart. But no, I don't think people really like paying taxes in the end, and that's what it is. Yeah, I'm not so sure it was strategically smart. I mean, I I don't actually follow the political discussion too much. I just mm-hmm. remember um, the people I know in conservative circles, just on this issue, it really grated on them that he had caved in. Um, not so much that he's adopted a climate policy, That okay, that's that's fair enough, but that his language around it sounded like he wanted to just adopt the activist language Mm -hmm. and hope that if he did that, then they'd be happy and they'd leave him alone. And that's just, that is not a good strategy. It never works. No. And so look, I mean, a lot of people are waiting for Doug Ford to come out with his platform and it's still a little bit a ways off, Um, but he's not going to run on a carbon pricing plan. It doesn't sound like that anyway. And so, how does he get around this issue that the, you know, the Toronto media um, and the media, I think, at large will focus on the fact that there's no plan and certainly the opposition, like the liberals who have claimed uh, climate change is going to be the end of us any minute now. How do you then campaign uh, against what is a very emotional narrative, even if it is completely void of any fact? Um 
Well, uh, I can only go based on what I've heard in the, the interviews of his that I've listened to. Um, but what struck me was just that when he's pushed on this issue, he doesn't um, he doesn't play along with it. He, mm. he he took a position early on that this is not a a big issue that he's hearing about on the doorstep, and he's not going to put it front and center, and he's going to put other issues ahead of it. Um, now, he's technically running against a carbon tax, which doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a cap-and-trade system, so um, which is uh, which is different. Um, but when it, uh, when it comes down to him having to announce his policy, the only reason that that's being imposed on him is this threat that the federal government will impose a tax. And on that, I don't know what he's going to do, but I would suggest he just call their bluff and say, look, if you yeah. want to impose a tax on Ontario, you go ahead. But then you take the blame. And uh, the, I think the, the premiers that are opposed to this, uh, in part, they're just saying, why should we take the blame for a policy the federal government insists on? Certainly. And, and, and interestingly, if Doug Ford, in fact, does win, you know, then we could very well see the NDP fall to Jason Kenney. Then you've got two very kind of staunch conservatives who are unapologetic on this issue. Uh, then the federal government has a real problem. Yeah, they do. Uh, they they had a lot of momentum initially when they came back from Paris, and they seemed to have all the premiers on side. Um, and but the timeline has worked against them, and this. The bigger problem for the the federal government was making a, a commitment uh, on the Paris Accord that they had no real plan mm-hmm. to get to. I mean, speaking of people running without a plan, um, and it's exactly the same as as Kyoto with when the Chrétien government ratified the Kyoto Agreement without any plan in place for how they're going to achieve it, and then any option that they put forward became unworkable because when it actually came time to present people with the cost, they regardless of what the polls had said, they really did not have a public mandate to impose those kinds of costs on the country. Right. And and already we learned we're not going to meet our, you know, quote unquote, um, you know, the quota that we're supposed to meet. So to me, this is all just a lot of talk, no actual plan, but it costs Canadians. Yeah, it does. And then the other thing that's changed in a big way since the Paris Climate Accord was the the election in the U.S. and and the the Trump administration, who have just torn it up and said they're going to have nothing to do with it. And they're moving aggressively in the opposite direction. They are deregulating their energy sector and rolling back environmental uh, conditions and or or, or regulations. Uh, And they are specifically targeting their energy sector as a source of, of growth for the economy. So. Um, at this point, we have to take that into account with the decisions that we make, or at least if we're going to ignore it, uh, accept the fact that that amplifies the cost of whatever we do on our own. Yeah, and it signals to me that the federal government will take a very active role in this election trying to get Doug Ford defeated because, you know, as long as he is out uh, and away from, you know, putting up a barrier to their national tax, um, that serves them much better. Uh, well, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, it, it's going to, um, as you say, it'll be a big problem for them if he gets elected and then uh, if Alberta changes and now you've got um, at least three powerful provinces opposed to the federal government's yeah. pricing plan. And it is, I know there are differing legal opinions out there, but it isn't something that formally has been uh, uh, tackled in the courts. So um, the government could even run a bit of a legal problem if the provinces called their bluff and, and refused to go along. Yeah. 
Well, it'll be an interesting fight, but uh, certainly um, we'll see how they get around this. It'll be interesting to see how Doug Ford uh, faces it and how the opposition plays it, because it will become a very big debate. And even though it is not an issue, I think that is front and center for most Ontarians. They want their pocketbook full. I mean, the pocket, you know, their pockets full of money rather than giving it all the time. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. And I don't know how it will turn out in the end, but um, certainly the situation has changed in a way that I think is going to force a real debate on this as opposed to uh, under the the Patrick Brown platform, which really just meant we have to go along with the federal government. Go along to get along. We'll see. Thank you. We'll have you on again. Okay, my pleasure. Cheers. Thanks, Professor. That is Professor Ross McKittrick, who, if you want to read about, has an article in today's Financial Post about this very issue. So, look, uh, Doug Ford has said he will not run on this carbon tax, carbon pricing, cap and trade, whatever you want to call it. You can call it any little name you want. It is a tax, and that is all that it is. And um, I don't know what he'll run on as far as, you know, everyone's saying he's going to cut. I don't know what he's going to run, but I don't know where he will be able to spend any money if he doesn't have some kind of um, pricing put into place because the carbon pricing in, I'm going to call it carbon tax, the carbon tax in Patrick Brown's People's Guarantee was very much a huge revenue uh, grab that would have paid for a lot of promises, including the mental health care spending, which was $1.9 billion. Other things like dental, which was also in that platform, that spending, all of that would have been covered under the, what is it called, a revenue-neutral Carbon pricing sounds very fancy when really what it is is a cash grab by the government to pay for programs, but it's actually a tax. That's how it should be spun. That's how I will spin it. But it's packaged much more neatly when you're in the government trying to win an election. So I don't know what uh, will be in Doug Ford's platform as far as how they're going to pay for it, because I do know that the mental health spending is likely going to remain in his platform. We talked about that off uh, the can- off uh, record, uh, not off record, but off the air. And it's something that he says he believes and he will be making sure that it is in his platform whenever that comes out, which could be in the next couple of weeks. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.